Welcome to Mintel's Little Conversation podcast. Hello and welcome to Mintel's Little Conversation, where our experts bring you fresh ideas and new perspectives on how consumers eat, drink, shop, groom and think. Each episode features a discussion of current topics from the last consumer trends, new products, shifts in markets and lifestyles. I'm Matthew Crabb, Director of Trends for Asia Pacific here at Mintel. Today, I'm joined by Laurie Du and Victoria Lee in Shanghai and Hui Chi Ong from Singapore. And they're here to discuss what's trending around Chinese New Year in China and Southeast Asia in the post-COVID next normal. And to find out what our analyst thinks will be the big new changes in product innovation and marketing in the run-up to the festival. First of all, please briefly introduce yourselves uh, and your roles in Mintel. Uh, Laurie? Yeah, hello, I'm Laurie. I'm based in Shanghai. I'm beauty analysts. And Vicky? Hi, everyone. This is Victoria, the senior trends analyst from Intel, and I'm, in, I'm based in Shanghai office. And I'm mainly covering trends, which is provoking and reflects how consumers are now interacting with brands. And Hui Chi? Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm the consumer lifestyle analyst for APEC based in Singapore. And like the title says, I'm covering consumer and lifestyle issues across APEC. So in my role, I'll analyze data and research to draw out the stories behind what consumers want and why. Excellent. Well, welcome all to the Little Conversation podcast. So every year we see during the Chinese New Year period, a slew of new animal themed products launched into the market particularly in the run-up to the festival. This coming Chinese New Year is the year of the ox. So have we seen any interesting new Chinese New Year product launches, either the inspired or the downright tacky, uh, any great advertising campaigns or social media campaigns? What have you been seeing? I'm going to go to Laurie first. Yeah, thank you. I think in beauty category, um, every year, quite a few of uh, beauty brands, uh, both international ones and those local ones, they would launch limited version. Yeah, the theme would always be the, like the Chinese zodiac, uh, like, uh, like, like what you said about this is year is the year of the ox. So uh, in addition to the, like, the year of the ox, they usually will use the typical New Year color, like red and like gold. So I just found the launch from, the, from a clinic is quite interesting. Uh, because uh, I, I really like uh, uh, their cute design because they have a oxier version of highlighter. And, you know, we uh, I think most of you have used their Hero product moisturizing lotion. So now the New Year's version came with a very cute lid. So it's a kind of a, a designed as the image of ox. So that's what I find in beauty category. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a normal in beauty category, I think, limited version of the year, like Chinese Zodiac. Yeah, indeed. I think we, we're, we're starting to see more of those, more brands embracing that. Uh, and it's not just uh, beauty products, of course. Vicky, have you seen anything else in other sectors? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, the year of the ox is coming. I also found some interesting campaigns uh, with the Zodiac elements. So I think there's one interesting campaign which is launched by Weibo, which is the most popular social media platforms in China. And it launched its first online game, which is called Lucky Ox on the platform as part of its Chinese New Year brand campaigns. And the virtual character is designed in the image of Ox. 
So it is a zodiac which usually represents good momentum in Chinese culture. And within the game, the players can obtain props to upgrade their characters through exploring things and touching other users' characters. So I think uh, Weibo actually help consumers to foster interactions not only among Weibo, Weibo friends, but also between strangers and also between normal users and Weibo influencers. So that's quite an interesting uh, social media campaign I found. I was muted. <laughs> so we got Chinese New Year game as well, sort of on social media. That's really interesting. Um, Kuechi, what about in Southeast Asia? Have you seen anything coming out there interesting on the on the ox theme? <laughs> yes. So um, this year, Chinese New Year has been a bit quieter due to COVID, especially in Singapore as well. But something interesting I found, which wasn't directly ox themed, was that Uniqlo here partnered with a steamboat chain of restaurants called Built in a Pot to release like a new line of their Uniqlo t-shirts. So they have steamboat cartoons on the t-shirt and they, one of the t-shirts also has like one of my favorite steamboat foods, which is fried tofu skin, which we call Ling Ling Juan on the t-shirt. So that's something I'm definitely going to buy. Yep. And it's only available for a limited time. And I think only maybe only available in Singapore. So I think it's very interesting that they localized it to Singapore. Like Beauty in the Pearl is a very popular brand here. So I think it's going to sell pretty well. And then in, I like like novelty items. So one of the new products I saw for this year was a mask from a local brand called When I Was Four. So on the mask itself, of course it's red, but we have Chinese New Year greetings and also one extra statement below which it's a common reply when aunties or uncles ask me. So we can, when they ask me if I'm going to get married or if I'm going to have kids, the mask will reply for me. So the mask will say, no, I'm not going to have kids this year or no, I'm not going to get married yet. So I really, really like the mask and I was considering buying it and wearing it for Chinese New Year, but I think the aunties around me might be a bit offended. So maybe next year. <laughs> But like that, it's relevant to the pandemic as well. Very good. So, so you're you're already fielding the the difficult questions from relatives, is it? Every year it evolves. When I was a kid, it was about my results. Now, then after uni, it was when I'm going to get a job. Now that I'm working, it's when are you getting married? So it will never end. Excellent. Well, I mean, I did actually spot one thing that really piqued my interest, and that was that Legos actually uh, launched this. Uh, new set called uh, The Legend of Nien, I think it's called. So it's about the legendary animal, the Nien that comes out every year and, you know, it's supposed to sort of worry people in their village and so on. Um, so it's actually a set with all the different characters and, and, the, and the monster. Uh, um, so that, that I thought was very interesting. The Legos got into the sort of whole traditional festival theme and, and the legend behind it. But um, as you've just mentioned, uh, you know, COVID-19 has changed the world and the way we live in it in many ways. Um, so how much are we seeing that COVID-19 will change Chinese New Year? And are people and families doing Chinese year, New Year differently this year? Um, okay, for Singapore, um, Singapore has thankfully gotten the COVID-19 situation somewhat under control. So we've already start, we've been able to see friends, like visit other family members for a while now, but just um, just before Chinese year, which is in a few weeks' time, 
there was a few community cases rising. So we had stricter restrictions and now we are limited. Each household is only limited to eight visitors a day. So that's a far cry from the past where we could, I could visit up to like five or six households just in a single day. So I'm definitely going to see way less family members and friends now. And we might still have Zoom meals and meet online, but because a lot of family members are older, I think it's going to be harder for everyone to coordinate timings and we might just have to do with phone calls for now and hopeful, hope that things will be better next year. Excellent. So, yeah, I mean, more Zoom Zoom meals uh, and, and family reunions <laughs> over Zoom. Is that going to be the same in China, do you think, Laurie, Vicky? Yeah, maybe. I think it's uh, like home, like what you mentioned about the Zoom meeting. Of course, for us, it's WeChat. WeChat video call. I think that's been something popular before the even before the COVID-19. But now it's even more uh, popular now. So, uh, so I think this year some cities are actually they are facing a new round of COVID-19. Uh, some cases outbreak. Uh, so there might uh, there might be stricter control measures. Uh, so we might see more like stay at home, uh, no uh, very frequent visits, uh, no eating out. Because I, I heard that some of the families they just cancelled their order of the restaurants for the for, for the New Year dinner. So uh, they will definitely more cooking at home. So we have seen the quite popular uh, some pre-made food. They are kind of selling quite well in China. So I think there will be some change. And Vicky. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with Laurie and Huiqi and just would like to add a few points to the situation in China. So, of course, we have uh, more strict measures adopted to prevent the spread of COVID-19 recently. So, in this Chinese New Year, I believe there will be more people or families staying instead of travel home. So, in this situation, I, I'm expecting to see more um, staycation, I would say. So, or I, I think consumers are more likely to explore local entertainments in a um, kind of a safe way. So, uh, celebrate the new year on the spot has become the main thing of this Chinese new year. And uh, I think uh, for those portion of families or households stay in the city uh, where they usually study or uh, work, uh, there will be more uh, one-person households or even nuclear families. So I also saw some retailer or restaurants, they provide Chinese New Year Eve set meals delivered to those kind of small families who choose not to return to their hometown as they normally would due to the pandemic impact. So I think this kind of service really helps consumers to um, spend the Chinese New Year or celebrate the Chinese New Year in a more effortless way. Mm. That's really interesting. I mean, food is really important for Chinese New Year. Um, and as you say, people aren't going to be able to meet up. Uh, you say it's going to be this similar in, in, in Singapore and Southeast Asia. Here in Malaysia, it'll be the same. And in China. Um, and you've mentioned that certain brands are now sort of uh, trying to find ways uh, to, to overcome that. So in what ways are brands innovating in the food space, whether it's, it's uh, online grocers or uh, food service companies to, to basically help people celebrate uh, and have meals together alone or separate from each other? 
Yeah, I think there's one quite famous retailer which is called Hema. It actually provides the Chinese New Year Eve set meals for uh, small families, especially for the first time in this year. So I think this is designed for those urban families who are going to spend their um, Chinese New Years by themselves rather than uh, have a big family reunion. Huichi, you already mentioned uh, that you know you've you've got uh, uh, in Singapore you've got restaurants sort of developing sort of delivery. Is that something that you see um, being uh, a key part of how people celebrate? Are, gonna be, are people going to be able to sort of share meals virtually? Do you think uh, through through delivery apps and so on? Mm, for now, actually. I don't think our delivery apps are that advanced yet, but <laughs> virtual meals are definitely a goal because I think even while we had our lockdown, we, I saw a lot of that happening. Like people sharing meals with each other, but I was splitting into smaller groups because we had limits on how many people could meet. And then bringing, just setting up their phone at the side of the table in a restaurant and just watching each other eat. But... This so I also see a lot of um I think food delivery has like up to one level and we'll be seeing we'll be seeing a lot more group buys. In Singapore, like it's common for newer HDB, which is our public housing estates, to create group chats and organize group buys. So I've been seeing a lot of group buy action happening recently because Chinese New is coming of course and Steamboat is very popular. So I'm hearing people going through group buys and like cycling to a person's house to collect cheaper meat, cheaper vegetables, as opposed to going to supermarkets. So this, but this is very specific to younger families, like um, who just had kids, who just moved to their new houses because housing is, the, we are building housing in different kinds of estates. So the newer estates are those filled with younger families. So it's pretty interesting to see the differences in neighborhoods. Very interesting. So um, this kind of begs the question is, do you think COVID is good and, and the situation we're in now, is that going to change the future of Chinese New Year, do you think? Um, do you think people will still celebrate it in the same way in the future? Laurie? Um, this year alone, or uh, COVID-19 will change the future of China New Year. Uh, because I think uh, the meaning of China New Year hasn't been changed that much because we always say like a family reunion and like a treat yourself really well after a year of hard working. <laughs> so I think it, it hasn't changed that much. Uh, but we know that the, uh, there are a lot of uh, factors like the advance of technology, the changing of lifestyle, the increasing awareness on health and hygiene. Uh, I think they will change the way how we spend the holiday together. Uh, so after COVID-19, I think some of the Chinese family, they have adopted the use of like uh, serving chopsticks and spoons. So that, I think that's a better hygiene habits among for Chinese consumers. So I think uh, in the uh, in the future, uh, Chinese they will continuously evolving the way they uh, enjoy this holiday, uh, because um, uh, but but there will definitely some change because like uh, 
uh, for example, uh, from the generation, several generations, big reunion, they will become uh, become a smaller scale of gathering, maybe smaller family. I think that's also the result of the change of the demographic structure. We have more like a, a smaller family, uh, just one kid, or even like a double income, no kids, this kind of family. Uh, so, and also we find that there was some change like uh, cooking home, cooking at home, but they were going out to, 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 to have dinner in the restaurants. And also we have, um, I think that's uh, in the future, it will keep evolving. We will definitely see more type of, more types, types of uh, spending the holiday. Yeah. Very interesting. And I think one of the, the other things that was a great experience during Chinese New Year was the whole retail experience. You know, people go to the shopping mall and see these, you know, amazing displays, Chinese New Year displays in the shopping malls. But obviously that's going to be difficult now. Um, are you still having in China, do you still have those big uh, in mall uh, Chinese New Year displays? Uh, and are people going to see them in, in the same numbers? Uh, maybe I can uh, continue uh, to answer the question. I think the shopping mall is really kind of uh, uh, the main mainstream of uh, China retailing landscape because we have seen lots of uh, like shopping mall new projects are going on in kind of, uh, in the key cities in China. So it definitely at the shopping malls they can always uh, offer very good experience. Yeah, because you can just have a one-stop experience for everything from eating, from shopping, from trying the new products, uh, the clothes, including beauties. So uh, I think this, uh, uh, but 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 due to the COVID nineteen, I think that can influence a little bit on that. So maybe uh, the, the traffic will be influenced a lot. So we, we won't see the, so many people in the shopping mall after the COVID nineteen, and uh, uh, and also we find that the online shopping is definitely growing much faster. So, uh, so uh, like Huichi just also said, mentioned about the uh, uh, group buying. Group buying is really popular uh, in China. So uh, I joined several WeChat groups. They just uh, group buy everything yeah, from, uh, from, from, from uh, snacks to vegetables to eggs to like some chickens, yeah, everything. Um, so, and uh, I, I think that uh, I, I would like, uh, th- that's about the overall retailing uh, that shift from uh, offline to online. I think for beauty category, it's, uh, it's also quite interesting to mention because uh, uh, even though we know that there are more purchase happened in online channel now, but in this year, we know that some um, uh Offline, uh, some offline channels, they are taking great changes because we have found that the experience is getting more important to consumers. So that's why we have seen a lot of uh, new type of uh, cosmetic stores are popping up. So in, in, in this store, you can really see a lot of uh, new uh, brands, in, especially those D2C brands. Previously, they're only sold online, but now they are coming to the offline. So they can, uh, which can create a lot uh, more opportunities for these new brands uh, with this con- with these consumers and consumers they can explore more brands and uh, I feel like due to the COVID-19 that will be influenced uh, their business will be influenced but uh, with the ease of the epidemic situation I think after the maybe back after one one month or two uh, the traffic will be uh, recovering gradually 
Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, so things are turning around again in China uh, and, and recovering. I'm, I'm also interested, I mean, you've already mentioned that uh, online shopping has become a big thing. But, of course, entertainment has gone online as well. I was just wondering, Vicky, you know, what in terms of sort of, um, you know, the online media sort of movies, gaming, live streams, TV shows. Is that all online now on, or, or are people still watching televisions? And what kind of, what kind of entertainment are people looking forward to in China for, for Chinese New Year? Yeah, I think for entertainment activities online, uh, Chinese people are looking for some activities which can combine their um, learning needs and also maybe some knowledge which they can learn from the entertainment. So for example, they will look for some uh, interesting online courses launched by some, uh, for example, like the Forbidden City, they launched their online uh, Forbidden City knowledge class as part of its celebration activities for Chinese New Year's. So it is focused on the culture and nature and also the Forbidden City architecture history. So you can meet up with uh, people of same interest and talk about your interests regarding the Chinese traditional culture uh, during this Chinese New Year. I think they are definitely looking for a new ways of entertainment, which can combine what you want to learn and who you want to socialize, um, combine the needs with the entertainment needs. That's fascinating. So almost a move away from um, enrichment on, in, in terms of buying things towards a more sort of cultural and, and social enrichment. Uh, is, is that the kind of shift that you're seeing, do you think? Yeah, because I think Chinese New Year is usually a festival which people will think of more traditional culture uh, elements. So in this kind of uh, special moments, people will pay more attention to uh, the cultural elements, uh, no matter in their um, online entertainment or socialite, uh, socializing process. Very interesting. And of course, another important aspect of Chinese New Year is gifting, you know, giving uh, the hongbaos and, and also usually food. Um, but uh, Laurie, I was going to ask you also, is there an opportunity for beauty to be gifted as part of Chinese New Year? And do you think that's possible? Yes, yeah, of course. Food is very important in China New Year. Uh, but for beauty products, they are uh, they are always be a very uh, kind of a top option when it's being taken as a gift between very close friends or like couples. Uh, but I think that's especially the case for like luxury brands products like fragrance or lip color um so but when it's for china new year gifts for families i think some beauty categories they might have opportunities for example um hand cream hand cream is uh, now they're getting even more important because of the COVID-19 because you're using this uh, alcohol uh, hand gel more often so it can uh, gaining more usage frequency or scenarios and also that's the case for home fragrance because you're staying at home more, staying at home more. So, of course, you want to create a better atmosphere you know, when you are staying at home. And also, as you said, food is quite popular as gift. So I think I'm thinking about the food or beauty supplements products. They might have be uh, enjoying an opportunities, especially those products that uh, uh, we have seen in the markets, like candy or snacks. Uh, they are with some vitamin or collagen ingredients. So that's 
we have seen them more in beauty products, but now uh, they are entering the snack food categories. So all some of uh, products they are within like anti-glycation uh, benefits. I think that's that's quite closely related to consumers' uh, beauty needs. And also some like drinks can make you sleep better because we know sleep better means your skin will get better. I think there will be some opportunities here. Interesting. So uh, do you think there's any particular brands or retailers that have already done well in that space in terms of developing beauty, whether it's internally consumed or externally um, in, in terms of gifting during Chinese New Year? Um, currently, no. I think for the uh, inside out beauty in China, it's still kind of emergent. It's, uh, uh, I, I cannot see a very kind of leading brands. But of course, we have seen some some brands they are doing quite well, like Swiss. Mm. Also, like uh, also, we can see some uh, uh, local brands. Uh, they are kind of uh, growing quite fast. Yeah, because things um, uh, since, since the market is growing quite fast, and consumers, especially younger consumers, they have been demanding more on this uh, professional brands because they want they, they think that inside out way is the best to get better skin status. Interesting. So we're, we're kind of moving into that health area, um, which is interesting. Obviously, food, beauty, all sort of linked to, to health and, and Chinese New Year, obviously. But um, one of the things I'm, I'm also wondering about is the impact of Chinese New Year on people's mental health, particularly uh, in uh, situations where people are set, set apart from each other. Maybe they're lonely uh, and it's difficult for them to move around as easily. Um, do you think that um, in terms of how people feel about the holiday, do, are they feeling more isolated? Uh, do they find it harder emotionally? Uh, I was going to ask that first to, to Hui Chi who's in lockdown in Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, actually Singapore is fine. And I think the general situation in Singapore is okay. We can still, we know we can still visit just that we need to schedule a lot more time. But when it comes to isolation or feeling lonelier, I think of um, Malaysians who are stuck in Singapore because we have a lot of cross-border um, workers who come here to work from Malaysia. But Malaysia is not in a great situation right now so oh, travel not. in between <laughs> <laughs> um, yes I know man you haven't gone out <laughs> but I know the um, there's a lot of people in working in either Malaysia or Singapore who can't go back home to visit their family and usually Chinese New Year is a pretty big thing for Chinese people in both Malaysia and Singapore and the thing is the conversation about, around mental health when it comes to Chinese New Year isn't much as compared to for example in for Christmas I think I saw we saw a lot more of that on social media or traditional media talking about how ways to cope with feeling lonely but also I think it's mainly because um, Christmas is uh, is celebrated like the West in Western countries where talking about your mental health and emotional health is much more open whereas in Asia it's a bit um, it's getting there slowly but it's not so much talked about yet especially with older people so I do hope conversation will increase this Chinese New Year because I know it's going to be an issue especially with visiting limited in Singapore itself and also between Singapore and Malaysia and whoever who's stuck in Singapore and unable to visit their families. 
Thanks very much. Okay, yeah. so let's lighten the mood a bit. We've talked about mental health. Let's put that behind us. I just want to find out from each of you what you're looking forward to most of all for Chinese New Year. I mean, the truthful answer for me would be red packets because I'm not married yet. So that's a great, that's a great, um, great way for me to get out of the house during Chinese New Year. But because this year is going to be visiting, is going to be way more limited. Um, I'm expecting to receive much less this year. <laughs> but the next thing that I always look forward to is, of course, the Chinese New Year treats, which is the, my favorite is the pineapple tarts. And it's a very serious business here in Singapore. Um, here in Malaysia as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always say that the best Chinese New Year goodies come from home bakers. And this year, it's, I think it's really like time for the home bakers to shine because last year during lockdown, uh, when all the dessert places, dessert restaurants and stuff were closed, and a lot of people stuck at home. So people who were bought turned to baking. And we actually saw like an explosion of home bakers last year. And they've had enough time to polish their business, set up online sites. Um, some of them even set up um, brick and mortar stores. So I think competition for competition with regards to who bakes the best pineapple tarts will be very stiff this year and I'm looking forward to trying a lot of types. Oh, pineapple tarts for Hui Chi. How about Victoria? What are you looking forward to most of all? I'm looking for the long holidays. (laughs) (laughs) All of us are very practical here. Yeah, Yeah. and also usually I would take a relatively more traditional way of spending Chinese New Year and I really enjoy that. So I, I usually will write uh, our own spring couplets and paste it on uh, on other days. And also we will cook the Chinese New Year Eve dinners together and uh, also watch the spring festival gala. <laughs> so it's a quite kind of uh, old fashioned, especially among young generations, but I really uh, enjoy the feelings of the uh, traditional way of getting the uh, festivals um, uh, and also uh, spending the uh, particular moment with my families. Excellent answer. And how about you, Laurie? Yeah, um, as I will not be traveling, uh, traveling this year, I, I actually I'm looking forward to good weather during the Spring Festival. So the warmer, it means I can go out. Maybe I'm I can go to a, uh, for a picnic. So I can prepare some food or some bakeries. And also I can have some gatherings with some like friends or family members. And also I think good uh, the warmer weather means it can kind of uh, do some uh, st- can can be helpful to this uh, COVID-19 <laughs> spreading, I think. Yeah, so I, I really feel, uh, I really are looking forward to the, the coming of spring. Yeah, warmer. Excellent. Well, that's our time. Sadly, that's all time we've got for today. So, Gong Si Fa Tai. If you want to know more about Mintel, who we are and what we do, head over to Mintel.com and follow us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And check out our blog for even more insights from our analysts. Thank you for listening. Please make sure you subscribe, rate and review this podcast. If you like what you've heard today, spread the word and we will catch you next week for our new episode of Little Conversation. Little Conversation.